Hi, Christy, and welcome to the NDAPMU podcast. First of all, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, that sort of thing. So I'm Christy. I'm from London. I work at a company called Canton Marketing Solutions, which is a marketing consultancy, and I'm the account manager there. I've currently been working there for one and a half years now. Fantastic. So we've got an interesting uh, subject going on today, and I wonder where this has come from. We're going to delve into this a little bit more. It's all about hierarchies in the workplace. So that's that's lots of long words, and I'm kind of going, does that mean we've got bosses? <laughs> so first up, what I really need to know is, you know, what what purpose do hierarchies serve at work? So if you think about it, if you draw a map of everybody in your company, you'll definitely have a visual representation of hierarchy. The power structure of a company definitely has a significant influence on our interactions. So it influences the way we speak to people, whether we speak up, whether we're actually willing to engage in conflict as well. So in turn, these interactions definitely have an influence on business outcomes. And based on extensive research and observation, it has become very apparent that hierarchy is necessary to get work done in the workplace. It's definitely a force for good. So it can lead to better performance, better relationships and well-being if teams are structured properly and have a skillful leader. And the best leaders definitely know how to stop. They know how to listen and they use their positions to bring out the best in people and achieve good outcomes for the employee and the company. And that's definitely how you avoid any toxic work power structures. Fantastic. It's so interesting because I think, you know, we we hear so much about, you know, having the bosses wanting to stick it yeah. to the man and, oh, yeah. and the higher ups and the leadership. And and then we hear about flat hierarchies, which 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 seems like a contradiction in terms, because how can a hierarchy be flat? Um, but why why do we sometimes view a hierarchical organization, particularly those at the top of it, why do we view them so negatively given what you've just said about a good leader being able to keep everything under control and pushing in the right direction? Yeah, definitely. I think when people hear the word hierarchy, they instantly think of competitiveness, tense and unfair environments. And I think people can automatically assume that it can silence opinions and creativity, which can lead to communication barriers. And there was a study that took place in 2012, so quite a while back now, and it showed that when leaders have more power, they end up talking more, overpowering everyone and not letting people speak. However, there is a more recent study which took place in 2018, which showed that hierarchy is not the problem. That's it's not problematic. It's the way that it makes people feel. So as long as you have a leader that you admire, 
and that there's a clear goal and they have a mission, a hierarchy structure should always work. Fantastic. It's so interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, you do need someone with the the, the hand on the tiller. Yeah, like definitely, captain. definitely. Captain's got to be in charge of the boat. Um, and, and yet we've managed to get ourselves. I mean, because we all like to to aspire to things. We're kind of a contradiction in terms, aren't we? Yeah, we, we definitely aspire are. To, to going up a level, but then we resent the ones who are up a level. How do, we, how do we get over that as a business? I mean, what sort of tactics? If you're sort of sitting there, maybe as a leader or, or middle management, you know, you're a line manager, certainly, and you're sitting there and you're seeing that you want to help guide the business, but there is a certain amount of negativity. And I'll, I'll get off this negative tip in a minute, but... <laughs> It intrigues me because it's what I've experienced, and I think many of us have. Yeah. How do, how do you turn that around? How do you get people to appreciate a hierarchy? So I think managers need to respect every level, even if you are a junior member of staff. I mean, it's crazy to think that one in three workers feel uncomfortable to approach their managers, which just is mind baffling. You always want to be able to feel like you can go to your manager if you have a problem, but you need to give employees area of their own ship. So give junior members the floor, give them a project that they can just focus on. It will make them feel wanted and and needed in the company. You don't just want the junior members making the teas and coffees for all the higher up CEOs and CFOs and what have you. You want to give them junior member of staff some feel of that they are needed in the company. And I think it's really important for managers to remember that to almost reduce the power of distance, junior members want to see the light at the end of the tunnel. They want to know that one day they could eventually be the CEO and lead the company. And I think it needs to be in their distance to see that. Fantastic. So so when they're sort of looking aspirationally, um, what sort of qualities in a leader should we be looking for in terms of how they lead their their people? And I mean, are there people who are just not destined to be good leaders? Yeah, and yeah. I, well, I think I think being a good leader, you definitely learn from a leader that you've had in your past experience, and I think. Being a good leader means giving recognition to members of staff and being able to build a safe environment for for your employees. You don't want anyone to be scared of coming into work or feel nervous about anything. You need a leader that you can approach. You need to develop a strong rapport with, with one another and having that strong relationship whether you are the CEO or the most junior member of staff, you need to show respect. And I definitely think in the smaller companies and definitely in the company that I work in, I have a lot of communication with my CEO because we are such a small company. And I think with the bigger companies, not many people have that. I had I've had it once where I don't even think the CEO even knew my name. 
Um, and I think we've all had that. And it's just that level of respect that you need from higher members of staff. It's interesting. I mean, you talk about the fact that obviously you're in a smaller company, so you've got that direct line of communication to the CEO and the CEO very much sets the the tone of the company. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. They set the culture, don't they? Um, so in a bigger company, you'll have leaders who obviously aren't the CEO, they're department leaders, team leaders, et cetera. And they've kind of got to toe the company line. Yeah. And, and pass down maybe unpalatable ideas. Yeah. So how do you how do you manage the tension between, you know, a leader who's who's clearly, you know, wants to act in the best interest of, of their their team members and and show them that they're listened to, etc. But but if if the company culture has been set up so those junior members really all they have to do is make the tea. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's no scope for them to get involved in, in passion projects and things. Um, how do you manage that tension? Where do you go? Is it, or is it a question of, you know, if you, if you want to work in an organization like that, you have to go and find an organization like that. You, you can't work for a very dogmatic business. You know, I think that that's a really important point that you've just made. And I've definitely been an intern at at big companies where all I'm doing is making the tea and the coffee and ultimately you're not learning anything. You learn how to make a good tea. Um, But business... underrated skill, I (laughs) But I think where in the bigger companies where you don't have... You're not directly in contact with the CEO, you have your team leaders. I think they need to ensure a smooth operation. They need to get people involved as you're ultimately affecting their next job. They're not they, they're not going to go into every job making the teas and coffees. They know they need to know how to actually work in a work environment, in a work culture. And they definitely need to have a more clear reporting structure structures so who they actually report to because you can have your team leaders you can have your directors you can have your managing directors that they need a clear place in who they report to and I think it's fine for an intern to go up to their manager and say I don't just want to be sorry keep referring to this the teas and coffees I want to be more involved I want to get involved in the project and I think I think that shows a level of confidence doing that especially if you are an intern and if if you are feel like you're doing nothing definitely speak up to your leader or whoever is in charge and say that you do want to get involved more yeah I mean it's it's interesting I mean I I absolutely cannot speak on authority in this at all because I've been I've been out of the corporate workplace for so long. I'm a freelancer. I work for myself. I have clients, obviously, but yeah, but our relationship is much more even. I don't really I tell my tell my husband and if he's sort of talking about he has to deal with his team leaders and things. It's like you're lucky you've only got one boss. <laughs> I've got twenty five. You know, <laughs> yeah. That's true. It's not really the same because we're I'm supplying something, something they need. And it that's the same if you're an employee, but the, the power yeah. the power the power shift is very much different. How um how when you're sort of navigating corporate world, how do you um do that with a level of confidence? Because you can feel 
you know, if, if you're if you're on the lower rungs, you can feel like a like a minion, and there's, yeah. there's language that you have to use, and and various other things. So it's you know, how do you get past that? How is there a degree of informality now? Because beforehand it would be very much you know, send a memo and the the person in the corner office, and they wouldn't be accessible. Reveal that- to me what the world of work is like, because I don't know anymore. Yeah, no, no, that's definitely a good point. And I think now since, you know, COVID, people work from home, companies expand from different departments, different buildings, even to different continents to reach client global bases. But I think to build that confidence within employees, you need to definitely build hierarchies based on expertise but do not create silos and I think this is a really key thing in companies they just create your silos and then that's you and then that's you done but I think even though you should build companies based on expertise I think teams work together and definitely with me and my team we dip in and out of teams different teams and you learn so much from that. I, I've learned so much from dipping in and out of other teams. And also that builds your confidence of speaking to other areas and different members of staff. And I think that really helps. But again, it's so important not cre- not to create silos because so many companies do it. And it's scary that so many companies do it and they don't even realise they're doing it. Absolutely. I mean, we are we are definitely moving to a more agile way of working where, you know, someone in the digital team, it's not even being seconded. It's literally you are going off over to speak to someone in sales and you're going to go and work with them for a bit. And then come yeah. back. So you're kind of swapping bosses all the time as well. Yeah. Bosses, bosses, leaders, whatever you want to call them. I think they definitely have to be more open to input from people of all levels, of all mm. degrees of experience. and and show that they're while while they may be in a different hierarchical rung and have different responsibilities when it comes to sharing ideas there is a certain amount of equality definitely and, and i guess the only difference between them is that they based on their responsibility have to make an ultimate decision about something it may not be your idea they take forward it'll be someone else's or it'll be a co- collective effort but there has to be an explanation of the rationale i think transparency here is basically what we're talking about yeah yeah definitely um so i mean just to sort of wrap up for people who are sort of sitting there and may have come into this podcast going you know hierarchy serve a purpose was like you know I've, i i see more on the ground every day than my boss does i don't understand why they're not sort of taking my ideas what sort of advice would you give to um to people working in teams who perhaps have experienced some tension um, in a kind of leadership environment, whether that's leaders struggling to, 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 to work with their teams or teams not feeling appreciated or understood, what sort of advice would you give in terms of opening that up a bit and, and getting that dialogue flowing? So I think definitely... Um, that can affect communication barriers definitely if if there's tension you know I've said that people studies have shown that it can cause competitiveness and unfair environments but I think it's having that space just to think to yourself and think how can I actually resolve this is there anyone else 
in the company that's feeling the same as me? Is there anyone else that I can go and talk to? Or ultimately, if there's another leader that they can go to to, to speak about their problems and and have it in 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 that environment where you feel comfortable and and give your honest feedback of how you feel. You don't want to be uncomfortable in in the workspace where you work in every day. But I think whether or not you're at the beginning of a shift in organisational structure, workplace hierarchy has proven to deliver results throughout human history. And you can't really deny that. Fantastic. Well, I think I, I certainly find myself convinced that there is still a role, <laughs> still a role for bosses in in this world, and I should, I'm sure a number of bosses will heave a sigh of relief that they <laughs> definitely. Oh, there will be. Oh, this is fantastic, Christy. It's been a joy to chat to you today. Thank you so much for joining us on the NDAPMU podcast. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Wow. And there you go. How was that? Yeah, no, I found it really good, actually. It was, I felt a bit tense because I was like, oh, I didn't know what was coming next with question wise. But I think once you get into it, you get the ball rolling. Um, yeah, you kind of chill a bit. Absolutely. I could see you sort of visibly relaxed going, this isn't actually going to be horrendous. I think <laughs> answer this question. We're okay. And I so- think once I do more of them, obviously with experience, you just get more confident, don't you? Absolutely. When you do them. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's 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 one of those things that, you know, practice makes unperfect. It may not make perfect, but it certainly makes you feel more confident. And Definitely. yeah. Having the chance to sort of do this where I mean it's 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 not pointless, but it's certainly not critical, critical. It's not like, oh God, what am I gonna do? Um, yeah. And these things, they're always editable. They're always opportunities to stop and start and move around. So, yeah, it's never anything to worry about. And you did brilliantly. Thank you. Thank you. I think next step will be doing a live one, how that would actually go. Well, most most podcasts, I think, are actually recorded anyway, so that's fine. But do, I know what you mean, do, doing one that uh, that you can't just sort of go, no, don't put this in, don't put that in. It's like, yeah, you have no control over that. That's yeah. Awesome, and that's it. Off it goes. It is a different scenario. I do understand that. Yeah. But yeah. At, least, at least most of them are recorded. It's fine. <laughs> It'd be great. It'd be great. <laughs> Do more. Do more. <laughs> Thank you so much for this, though. Thank no you. Worries. No worries. It's been very entertaining. I'm loving doing them. I get to chat to all sorts of interesting people like you. <laughs> have you got a lot more today? Or I have one more today. I have I have done a few today. Have you? <laughs> all over the conversational spectrum. My head and I'm I'm full of antihistamines, so my head is much confuzzled. <laughs> so <laughs> Hopefully I'm not asking questions that are completely bankers because I've been annoyed. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, one more, one more today and then, then a meeting yes. and then a little smoke, I think. Yes. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> the dog was quiet. Hooray. He's got, I think he's got a flea. He's been running around trying to scratch his shoe. Oh, he's interested in all these podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's thrilling him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christy, you take care. Thank you, Morag. Thanks. Bye.